Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French. I got my business partner. He's around here somewhere. He just disappeared. Where'd he go? There he is. I can see him. There Mr. he is. Mr. Paul Roberts. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I feel that's the game my little grandson and I play. I, you walk in the house and I see him there and I look around and I say, where is he? And then he hides. He jumps. and goes, here I am. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to do. It's the little things in life. Huh? It's the little it's things so in life. When you get to a certain point, that's what puts a smile on your face here. Hey, absolutely. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling extra hard. You uh, are. You know, this is this is September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. I, I wasn't aware of that. Ooh, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't. But it, it's, <laughs> it's just we have this whole month where we can just kind of showcase and tell people, uh, you know, some of the things that they don't know about life insurance. And it's one of those subjects that's so boring and sometimes, you know, your eyes could glaze over if you're just talking about the product or the name. Yes. What people need, what they want is value. You know, what, you know, what can this do for me? They want solutions. They want to know. It's the same reason people go to YouTube. I don't care what you do. Can you help me? It's the answer. Give me an, I got a problem. Give me a solution. You know, case in point, I, you know, I started with New York Life uh, Insurance Company back 30 years ago, back in 1990. And I was, you know, I've I've told this story before, but I'll tell it over and over and over again. I was working with a senior uh, agent. Uh, I was going through his case, uh, his case files, and we were setting up uh, interviews, uh, follow-up interviews. And I called this one particular number. It was a lady, and uh, I'm not going to get into the entire story. This is a great story. I've heard it before. This is a great story. Oh, man, I called her just fire-breathing dragon. You know, who are you? Why are you calling me? Yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm a young agent. I'm, you know, I'm trying to work for this other agent and I'm, you know, I'm trying not to mess up his client base or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm being very patient and told, you know, hey, you know, I'm Tyrone French, uh, New York Life Insurance Company. You got this policy here. And she was just, just adamant. Just, just, I could just, she was like a rattlesnake, you yeah. know, spitting poison at me. Ooh. Finally, you know, I got to my wits end. I said, look, you know, lady, you know, I'm calling because you have this life insurance policy. You have about $8,000 cash value in your policy. We, we're just trying to set up a policy review to find out if you need to change your beneficiaries or, or what have you. And Paul, the phone got silent. It was like yeah. just crickets. And I thought she had hung up on me. So I was like, are, are you there? Are you? And all of a sudden I realized she was crying. Oh my God. And I thought I, I had just offended her so offended her so badly yeah. that you know she's crying. <laughs> Shut up, she, lady. I'm just trying to help you. And she starts crying. <laughs> and all of a sudden she came back and she apologized. She apologized. And she said, You didn't you didn't know this. She said, But our home is actually in foreclosure right now. <sighs> we were at our wits' ends. We didn't know what to do. Uh, our husband and I, we, we prayed that we would have a miracle. They needed the money th- that week. And all of a sudden, here, here comes this rookie, bright-eyed insurance yeah. agent that's just learning the business. Tell them, hey, look, you got $8,000 that you've gotten all about. Yeah. You know, just you know, little things like that, whereas people don't realize life insurance is just not about death. 
You know, you pay these premiums until you die, and you don't get a benefit out of it. That's really the key. You, you've given me more eye-openers about life insurance in the last season or so of shows here. And I'll tell you a couple that I remember. Maybe we'll talk about it again today here. You're young. You're starting off. First of all, it's cheap to buy because, you yes. know, the statistics say anything can happen. But the statistics, statistics say you're a long way off from cashing this in. So it's cheap. You get into the habit of saving. You're you're forcing yourself into a savings plan, which you don't want to do when you're 20 or 30. Right. You're just putting money aside. And then you talked about how you're establishing credit. Yes. I, I mean, think about it. Let's let's say you're young. And again, the best time to deal with, with compound interest is when you're young. Yeah. But when you're young, you're not thinking about this and you're not being you're not being told about it. No. And it hit, I look at my daughter now and I was, you know, like when I was in my 19, 20 years old, and I, I would say, if I knew then what I know now. Oh, wouldn't we tear up the world? Oh, my and goodness. And so looking at my daughter, she has the benefit of all the things that I know now at her young age. Yeah. And the thing is, I'll, you know, I'll be talking to her and it's like, well, dad, you know, my friends are not interested in this stuff. No. And I, I'm like, but, you know, but they should be because this is the time where you can literally grow. And I tell my daughter all the time, you know, by, by the time, you know, you're 28, 29 years old, you're going to be retired. You'll be retired. I'll tell you my, I'll give you the flip side of that. So I come to Hollywood from the Midwest to be, you come to California, meet beautiful women and sun and fun and find my way in the world. And I couldn't get a job. So I took a job selling life insurance in one of those places, <laughs> you know, they'll, the easy door and come on in because yes. they just think you sell your friends and your family and then you move on, which is kind of what I did. And I never bought one for myself. And I'm telling everybody the benefits of compound interest and uh, establishing credit and setting things aside. I'm thinking, that's not for me, buddy. I'm 28. I got life. I got things to do. And so after I left that job and got into some, a couple years later, got into the entertainment industry, which was my dream. I'm an entertainment publicist. And somebody asked me once, probably another insurance agent like you or something, what's your net worth? And I'm 30. Now, I'm renting a house up in the Hollywood Hills with some buddies. Don Johnson lived across the street. Wow, we always said that. It was a cool place. Uh, I had a flashy car. I had flashy girlfriends. Yes. But I was renting everything. I didn't right. own anything. And I thought to myself, hmm, have I missed a boat here? I mean, I have zero net worth. It On the surface, it looks good. I'm having a right. good time. But there is no net worth here. And it was after that I started thinking about settling down and starting a family and buying a house and all these things. And I'm glad I finally woke up. But I wish I could have done that five years earlier. You know, I, years I tell you what, the, the, even as an investment, like now life insurance is not an investment. Okay. I, I'm just, I want to put that disclaimer on there. It is not an investment, it, it's insurance. It, it, it's what you're doing is you're covering a risk. Right. That's, and that's why it has clearly. right. That's why it has income tax free benefits associated with it. And we can set it up to where it's, it's a state tax free as well. That's that's a whole nother topic. Right. But anyway, life insurance, the, the death benefit, uh, more likely than not, are going to be income tax free. But you said something key based on ownership. You said you didn't own anything. Nothing. I'll talk to certain clients or prospects and they'll say, well, you know what? Um, I'm too old to own life insurance at my age because they think that they can't afford it. Right. And what I'll tell them is that, well, hey, you have relatives. You have 
children, you have grandchildren. You can set this up to whereas you literally own the policy. And here's, here's, the, here's the benefit what? of owning a life insurance policy. You could have been the worst money manager in the world. You're living payday to payday, and you did that for 20, 30 years. Why, why is everybody looking at me? Go ahead. And, and <laughs> no savings, <laughs> no investments, nothing. But again, just think about if you had the wherewithal to purchase a life insurance policy. And you passed away, and that policy was worth, and I'm just going to throw a, a number out there. Let's say if it was worth $300,000. Okay. You had no assets. But the day that you check out, you leave your family yeah. $300,000 of income tax-free money. That's a legacy. Yeah. So here's my point. Imagine you have grandchildren. Right. And you put $100,000 on each one of those grandkids or, you, or your children. Um. That's a million dollars worth of coverage. But because they're younger, they're so much younger than you are, guess what? The policy is gonna be a whole lot cheaper. And if those policies are cash value life insurance policies, guess who controls the cash value in the policy? The owner. See, I didn't know that. So say, so if I bought something for my grandson, he's eight, um, and he'd say, what am I gonna do with this? And get me a truck, get me a, get me a new uh, iPhone. Uh, I could be the owner of it and make the payments for it, but he's the beneficiary of it. Is that what it is? Well, he would be the insured. He's the insured. Okay, you would be the beneficiary. I'm of insuring the him, right? You're insuring him. So, but, uh, so God forbid if he passed away yeah. in in an uh, automobile accident, right? You'd be the beneficiary of that policy. Right. But as the owner and the premium payer, that policy is accumulating cash. Right. We call it cash value, or uh, uh, we call it like a forced savings. Right. But you have access to that cash value that you can borrow without any credit checks or anything. Never occurred to me that uh, you could insure somebody else, and not yourself. So you're, you're, something happened to somebody else, somebody gets paid, and, and I suppose I could make my daughter the beneficiary. I wouldn't want to be the beneficiary, but my you daughter or something like that. But what, what you're saying is, not only are we creating some life insurance for them uh, that covers them and God forbid a horrible situation, but I've got a policy that I can borrow against is because you're talking about a whole life, something that builds some equity in it here. Yes. So here's the thing. Imagine now this young kid is now maybe 25, 26, 25, 26 years old, right. a little bit more responsible. <clears throat> And again, you have the cash value in that policy. You can just transfer ownership to this, to your child or your grandkids. That's what I was going to say. At some point, I could give it to him. Right. Yes. And now they have, they brilliant. have insurance for the rest of their life, and they already have. Let's say if you were putting enough money in that policy for uh, a down payment for a house, uh -huh. or that they wanted to buy their first automobile vehicle. Now they don't have to qualify for a loan, and they don't have to worry about their credit. They just take the money from the policy, go to the dealer, and pay cash for the car. How now, much cash value? But, you, how it, but it's a low interest rate, so it doesn't accumulate cash that fast these days. I but mean, the issue, Paul, is that if you have, see, their income is, you're more established. So you can you can put you can fund that policy. Is that a nice way faster. of saying I'm old? Okay, <laughs> I'm established. That's right. You're established, and you're wise. Wise, wise yeah. beyond your. Yeah, your I was your so age. wise in my uh, youth. <laughs> but again, what you're doing is you're creating a um, uh, a capital source. Yeah. That these kids can tap into later on in life. And again, the example of of going out and buying a car. 
you're paying cash. You didn't qualify. You just you just bought the car. So now there's no car payments. So what you do, the payments that you would have been giving to the finance company or the dealership, right? You pay yourself back in the in the insurance policy. So when I no transfer schedule. the ownership, then they have to continue the payments though, then because the payments go on for thirty years or something, right? They they do. Well, go again, on it just it depends on how the policy is set up. You can set it up to where that policy pays for itself in ten years, twenty years, mm. thirty years. And you, you're, you're, you're literally using the cash in that policy to do that. You can do it externally or internally. So walk me through that. I'm, now you lost me here. How can I do anything you just said? How well, again, can I pay you, you it off in a by, short period of time? You start out by purchasing a, uh, either a whole life insurance policy or universal life policy. You know, they're, they're different kinds, whole life insurance. You want something that's going to accumulate cash. Right. So the which is uh, not a term, is, not a term policy. A term policy is a short for a term. You got insurance, but it has no value at the end of the term. Term policy means you have you have temporary coverage. Right. It's for a term. So the term could be five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Kind of like auto insurance. I, I I'm covered as for that year when I have auto insurance policy. There's no value to that. But if something bad happens, I've got insurance to pay my bills and to take care of my car. But see, that's the narrative, Paul. There is value to it. It's just unrealized value until you need it. But but not in a term policy, I'm saying. And, but you're talking about something that has some accumulation of... Uh, well, you talked about as far as the, uh, the automobile insurance. Yeah. But, here, but again, see, I find... I'll have clients that'll get to the end of their term. Right. And they'll say, wow, you know what? Because um, you, what you can do is convert the policy into a, per, a permanent policy to whereas now you have a, a policy for the rest of your life. Right. But they'll look at that term and say, wow, you know, where there was 10 or 20 years. Now I'm at the end of this term and I don't have anything to show for it. I right. spent all, all this money like renting. I spent all this money. And now I have nothing to show for. And I say, well, not true, because if you had passed away during that term, the insurance company would have been obligated to pay your family hundred thousand, two hundred quarter million, half a million, a million dollars, ten million dollars. And so when you break it down like that to where as people see the benefit and the value of it, it just makes sense because some people, they can't afford a permanent life insurance policy when they're starting out. They can't afford those premiums. So why not? purchase a term policy for maybe 10 or 15 years until you establish yourself and then you can you do a conversion into a permanent policy right what uh, uh now uh, insurance assuming it's whole life or i forgot what, what's universe what's the difference between whole life and universal whole life accumulates value universal life is another term i don't know what that is universal life is just a, it's a hybrid between uh term insurance and permanent okay and what it means is that you can still get a large a large amount of uh, life insurance, but it, it'll still have a cash value component to it. Just less than a, a whole life. Just policy. less than a whole life. That's right. Okay. All right. So assuming I buy one of the, I don't want just temporary. And some people just want temporary coverage. I, I'm working. I want to ten, employ you. You want to protect them for 10 years. God forbid something happens to them. It's my CEO or somebody like that, you know. We'll protect my employees, or we'll give it Absolutely. to them, or we'll give it to them as a benefit. Hey, if you come work for me, I'll give you some insurance, and you're covered for the next ten years while you're working here, whatever. Yeah, it, it, the, you can either call it a key man policy or right. executive bonus, but it, but again, it's a French benefit to hold on to that valuable employee. Right. So my dad, for example, when he was an executive with Chrysler, executive with Chrysler Corporation, during those years he was employed there, they had some big policy on him. 
and he always was very proud of that. But it was a term policy, and when he was terminated, well, he didn't terminate, but he retired. Yes, that retired with him. That didn't continue on. That was just while he was working there. Right, exactly. And uh, and that goes for a lot of uh, people that have, you know, life insurance on the job because they're they're under a group. Yes. So that's basically group insurance. Right. So even if you have insurance on the job, which I highly recommend people to go ahead and do that, make sure you have that life insurance on the job. Because again, case case in point, I just had a uh, a good friend of mine passed away. Yeah. And he had some life insurance, some uh, individual life insurance, but again, he had policy on the job as well, which again compensated the family. Right. So, but again, you want to just when when you're exploring all your options. Um, you got to look at your particular situation. Just like if somebody, uh, they have young kids, you know, uh, six, seven, ten, or it's still in grade school, uh, elementary school, middle school. Uh, you probably want to, you probably, if you, especially if you're young, just starting out, you probably want to have term life insurance uh, just because until they reach maybe 18, 19 years old, right. if something were to happen to you, you're able to replace that income. Yeah, and the other one, uh, when I was selling insurance, uh, the hot one I sold was whatever your mortgage was, your mortgage yes. lasts for 20, 30 years, mortgage protection. Yes. The idea is it takes two of you to make this mortgage payment. If one of you dies or gets something bad happens, you won't. the, the remaining spouse won't be able to make that payment. You lose the house because you can't keep up the payment. So this amount of insurance was supposed to pay off the house in the event yes. somebody died. Yes, and again, um, even even with mortgage protection some people were using like 30-year policies that were you know reversing meaning that you pay premium but at the end of that 30 years you had no you had no insurance meaning that it just it just it would it would decrease yes as your you as had. your as your mortgage supposedly went down it you didn't need it as decreased. much money right. exactly so again they're 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 Policies, all kind of policies that you can put in place as far as term insurance. You get what's called a return of premium rider, where at the end of the term, you get back the premium that you put into the policy. But again, it just depends on what the person can afford, what their situation is, what product best suits that client's situation. The only, the only thing you can't insure against being an idiot like I was and not listening to any of this. <laughs> I wish my parents had taken out idiot insurance when I was young. I'd be rich because I was definitely, I would have cashed that one in a long time ago. I yeah, was you know selling that. life insurance and I thought to myself, I'm 28 and they said, you know, you can buy, I think we could even buy it at a discount because we're employees. I bet we could have. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck do I need? I'm not married. I got no kids. I don't care what happens to me after I die. I'm not. I'm not gonna die, and uh, even if I did, who cares? And yeah. I hadn't. But thought again, of, we're not. We're not taught financial literacy no. at a young age. Whereas one of the topics is life insurance and why it would be a good idea to have it, especially if you're talking about uh, becoming an entrepreneur and oh, having a life insurance yes. policy that you use as collateral to and, get a loan. And I wish more fathers would talk to them. My father was a very practical man. He planned. He was very, he was from the baby, uh, the um, greatest generation, the World War II generation, fought in the war, went through the depression. So he was very conservative and, and he, he saved and saved and saved. If he had a credit card bill, he paid it off immediately. You know, that whole, uh, that trauma of growing up in the Great Depression, starving and then going through the war, it just made him so frightened to carry any sort of debt or anything here. Paid off everything as quickly as he could. But when he came out to California and saw his only son driving a big car, living in a big mm. house, introducing him to my, 
you know, <laughs> girlfriend who had certain big parts of her body here. Um, he thought I was. He said, "You've made it." He never asked me how much is in the bank. Do you own this house? Do you own this car? Do you have any life savings? Do you have any life insurance? It, he was the surface told the story. I was living a right. surface life. Too many of us live surface lives. It right. looks good on the outside. There's nothing propping it up. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, it, I would even go as far as to say that for me, the way a policy can be structured, it's really a tax-exempt trust. Wow. Oh, explain that one. That sounds cool. I've never heard anybody explain that, say it that way. Well, because, I mean, if you let's say if you tried to get a trust and you went to a law firm right. and you said, I want my trust to pay my estate income tax-free, I want to be able to name my beneficiary. Right. I want to be able to own and control it while I'm still alive, still be able to have access to the money inside that trust mm -hmm. and without any tax liabilities whatsoever. And I also want to be able to use it as collateral when need be. That's a key thing. I never thought about it. There were times people yeah. asked me for when I bought my first car and stuff here, what do you got for collateral? I yeah. said, I got no collateral. I own nothing. And I'd like to be able to transfer ownership uh, anytime I feel like it. Yeah. You go to an attorney's office, no attorney can drop a trust that, that'll do all those things. Where were you when I was 29? Well, you were probably 12 or something. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was on the playground playing basketball. You on the playground playing basketball. But I, nobody Sounds like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody told me nothing about any of this. None of my friends, I'm with your daughter. We weren't talking about any of that kind of no. stuff. No, we weren't. And so, but here's the benefit. I mean, I, I grew up, and I'll tell anybody, I grew up in South Central L.A. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell anybody again. I, I, you know, the Navy, I ended up going to the Navy, uh, saved my life. I started studying electronics, avionics. Right. Uh, I realized I had an aptitude for math. Got out of the military, started working for McDonnell Douglas in Long Beach, California, mm -hmm. uh, working on aircraft. I uh, realized, you know, early on in my career that that's not really what I wanted to do and uh, went into finance and just really never looked back. And I just saw because I understood systems. Yeah, understood systems. You're always talking about the system, looking at the big picture and how looking the system at a bigger all picture. works together. That's right. right. Yeah. And so when I look at finance, look at our economy, I just see that everything works together. It's, it's like a module. And, 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 and when you understand in our economy that pretty much. Once you get to a certain level that everything is free, uh, it <laughs> just makes a big, big deal. And you want to tell everybody about it because your assets, <laughs> your income producing assets pay for everything for you. It pay for your luxuries. It pay for your, ne your necessities, it pays for your vacations. It pays for your your watch. It pays for your car. It pays for uh, you can use your assets to start a another business. I'll give you, a, maybe this is off topic a little bit, but I do some side work for the Small Business Development Corporation, SBDC. Uh, I think you went through a program years ago. It's part yes. of the SBA. It's a free program. Go look it up. There are offices all over the place. And they're mostly for starting businesses, help you put a plan together, yes. help you get financing, help you uh, figure out those initial steps, or maybe take your business to the next level. But it's all free. Uh, paid for by the SBA. And, uh, there are other consultants like me. I do as a little side gig, little give back thing. And the other day I had a client uh, assigned to me, and I thought, this is this should be on Tyrone's show. It's a stay-at-home mom, 
homeschooling her kids, you know, conservative family. This is what they want to do. Dad works. He's got a regular job. Mom's going to stay home and raise the kids. Old-fashioned way of doing it. And, and school them at home. And she decided, but we could use a little extra money. So she's just, and she's a real good baker. Mm. She makes real good cookies and cakes. Yes. And, you know, this is like my mom. And so she decides she's going to start baking cookies and cakes. And she sells them to some friends. And she gives them away. And she starts selling them. My God, she's making a thousand bucks a month now. And she's come to the SBA saying, I got to get serious about this. How do I create a corporation? How do I start? We're going to, we're going to upgrade our kitchen, home kitchen. Uh, with all the money we've made, and I could probably write some of that off. Uh, maybe my uh, expenses at home and part of the house expenses. And she's suddenly woken up to the fact she's got a business that can start paying her, and she could hire one of her kids rather than just give them money. She can have them earn That's money, right. work for money, and her 14 year old or something. She's got all this grand ambitions. She's just a stay at home mom old-fashioned mom homeschooling her kids and had some extra time started baking cookies and by god she's making a thousand dollars a month just baking cookies and she thinks she could get it up to three four five ten thousand dollars a month if she really started pushing this thing we call that creative thinking yeah not just thinking but creative thinking and looking at a situation and saying what what do i have and what what can i use to change my situation. And for, for me, Paul, only in America. Only in America. Only in America. And, and, there's a, go, and there are people can't. willing to help her. SCORE is another one, great organization. Reti- they're retired executives. I'll help you. But she suddenly realized, almost just kind of for fun and something else to do, because, you know, she's mom, so she's at home with kids all day long. She wants something else creative to do, something else. And then she thought, maybe I could get a couple of bucks from this thing. And now, not only she gets some bucks out of it, she can teach her kids entrepreneurship. She can uh, build it into a business, a legacy. It starts uh, writing off some of her expenses, saving money on their taxes exactly. and everything else. And Exactly. Wow. You know, uh, Miles wow. Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe talked about that as far as people having, you know, you got this kitchen and you don't like to cook and your stove is just sitting there idle. And like, he, you know, he's the same example, you know, um, you know, go to the store, get some ingredients, make some cookies and start making money. And, and I asked her how to do this because I said, were you just naturally good? And cook? She said, oh, no, I was, she, I was kind of bored, and I watched stuff on YouTube. She said, I taught myself to be a baker watching. My mother didn't teach me this. I had no natural gift to it, I didn't think. This was something I'm, my kids are watching YouTube. I start watching YouTube, and there's, huh, look at this. It's how to bake a cake. Okay, nobody ever showed me this. And she yes. starts experimenting, and pretty soon she's like, like you. And when you discover, hey, I got an aptitude for this. I'm not yes. bad. Yes, I mean, it, but you have to want to do it. Wow, there's, yeah. there's no reason in, in in the United States of America in 2022 to be broke. Because again, I keep saying money is an idea. Mm. That's all it is. And if the idea is good enough, because you don't create, you're not going to make money unless you provide a service. That's what business is all about, being able to provide a service that people uh, pretty much want or they need. And so the market will let you know whether or not you got a pretty good idea. My daughter, give you another example. My daughter um, uh, is works very hard. She works for Home Goods. She does like in their security department fraud and stuff, catching people stealing and stuff. She started after high school. She's never going to go to college. She and she's worked her way up to this, you know, nice, responsible job. Gets a nice, you know salary not huge salary but nice you know sustainable salary but she works hard and her husband works hard 
And she comes home, she's tired. And I said, rather than sit there and just crash out on the TV, do something you love. Uh, and, and she loves photography, always has. And mm-hmm. years ago, we got a really nice, I think her husband got a really nice camera. I got her one before, too. And she plays with it. And so she does it just for fun. She takes uh, headshots. And people, people want to take pictures of their kids. Real nice. She takes them out in the park. And she's really good at it. Real good at it. Right. Real flair for it. And, yeah, I just do it for fun. I don't charge anybody. And I said, why don't you do this as a little side hustle? Why don't you... All these young moms and all these schools, they all want to get birthday parties. They all want to get pictures of their family to put on the wall. Other people, you know, having quinceaneras or birthdays or weddings and stuff. Why don't you do this? And she keeps saying, I'm too tired, Dad. I'm too tired. And I'm like, they're always complaining about money. They're always complaining. I thought, she didn't have to make it. Like this lady, she can make 500 bucks a month and write off 500 bucks a month worth of stuff. And, Hold and, on. I, and You know, it really is. It's a mindset. And it's a mindset. About mindset on this on this show on closing the wealth gap. Yeah. We talk. It's a frequency. Yeah, right. It's a frequency like the frequency you're tuned to right now. Really. Yes, and so some frequencies can burn you out, can just drain you, and other yeah. frequencies can energize you. You know, and it, it, if you if you know if you if you want any proof of that, just go to a gym or go to one of these classes where they're jamming this music. And now you got all this energy. When you first walked in, you really didn't want to work out. Yeah. Well, now you you heard that music and you looked around and you have those visuals. And now you got your workout in. At the end of the session, you got these endorphins and you feel so much better. My daughter we doesn't have to overcome. Right. We have to overcome ourselves yeah. before we get to the before we get to that habit stage. See, once it once it becomes a habit, then you have to fight not to do it. Yeah. It's hard. It's like somebody smoking. When they first started, they were probably choking and getting sick in the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah. But after a while, it became a habit. And so now it's like it It could. It probably took them maybe a week to start smoking. It could take people years to stop. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know. She doesn't want to work that, that habit, muscle. She doesn't want to work out. Uh, it, it, we'll use the workout analogy. She doesn't want to come home and work out to work on her photography skill to put out some little flyers to put up a little website whatever it would take her to wouldn't take much she's already doing some stuff for free and i don't know why she doesn't turn she's got a little portfolio now of things she could do and i'm not saying you could replace your job but she could make extra money have extra energy income write off extra expenses save on their taxes all sorts of stuff she could be doing and she just doesn't way the easiest way to break that cycle is to hang out with other people that's doing it. There you go. That's the truth. Because she hangs out with nobody that does that. And their right. friends and family, they're all nine-to-fivers. They're all working hard. And right. they all come home birds, and, went, and they put the burden down and turn on the TV oh, and zone birds out. Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, right. And, it, and, and pretty soon that becomes your narrative. It becomes your habit. And here's the thing. I tell people uh, when you love what you do, you never work another day in your life. But when you first start out, you may not love what you do. No. You may learn to love it, but you're on that track to where as you started doing something where you had an interest in it, and all of a sudden you found out this is, you know, this is your, you you love doing this, and then you monetize it, uh, there's no better feeling in the world. It's like, for me, I'll, I'll never work another day of my life. Yeah. You know, I'll be doing this. Uh, <laughs> Until, until I fall over. But so many of your friends, you came from a rough, tough neighborhood in South Central. Um, I came from a more upper middle class around suburbia. They're all having the same problem. They may get a little bigger paycheck or a different paycheck, but they're getting a paycheck. 
they work for somebody. And when somebody says it's over, it's over. And they're all, whatever they get, they spend. They make a little more money, they spend more money. It's a, a you know, it's a vicious cycle. They're all trying. It, it isn't just making more money. It's getting out of that, getting off that hamster wheel where you're just, whatever you make, you spend, whatever you make, you spend. And, and you're it's, always Paul, working it's really for not else. about. It's not about it's not about how much money you make. No, it's about how it, I, I don't how even like to say it. make. It's like earn. Yeah, it's not about how much money you earn. It's how you earn your money. And even if you start out with a job, as long as you got a job and a plan, and you're using that income stream, that earned income stream, to establish yourself as, as a business owner. Because again, it, it's it's a fact. It's just a known fact that the fastest way to wealth is by owning your own business you know but people don't know how to do it so no. that's why you need to pair up with people like me get a coach my dad that's it i, I should you get I, a coach i should if i'd get her if i could get her to listen to this show i'd I, if i'd i'd be thrilled i'd get my daughter to be and she's a good person she's a good mom she works really hard she works way too hard she's one of those that gives extra and everything they yes. say put a little gifts to yourself i think you said it a long time ago don't earn money Earn means somebody, you do something and they hand it to you. Yes. Make money. Poof, it appears. I made well, you it. You create it. You create it. You, you create, create wealth. I, you I, create wealth. I don't think most of us, me included, really think you can create wealth. There's, wealth is something you get from others. Wealth is something you inherit. Wealth is something you win the lotto and get. Wealth is something that uh, if somebody hands to you, uh, but this idea of a magician, I wave my hand, and poof, there's a coin in it. Well, again, it starts here. Yeah. It starts in the mind right. as far as the vision. Right. You know, Jesus, even if you looked at the Bible, you know, he didn't heal people. I know I know, pe that people would think that that's he me being Heresy, a heretic yeah. right now. But he always said, he told people, your faith has made you whole or your belief has made you whole. Yeah. That's I was true. just a catalyst. That's true. Well, I hope this is a catalyst for somebody. Today. I hope somebody listening right now, we're going to have an amen moment. They're going to they're going to see the light, and they're going to uh, say amen, and they're going to wake up and see that their <laughs> world is all around them, and they can make money wherever you are. Well, however little you have or how much you have, you can make more. You can make what, something. What I would like for people to do is when you you know go to closingthewealthgap.net. Okay. And click that follow button on that page. Just, you know, start following this podcast. Uh, start tuning in because we're building a community. It's right. getting larger and larger. Right. And, you know, you're going to get the help that you need. We can correspond with you, whether it's a phone call, an email, or a, a Zoom presentation. We can get you the information that you that you need to get from point A to point B. And like a... Like a uh, preacher, you pass the hat once in a while. People want to contribute to it and support this mission. Absolutely, there's a way to do that. We got a new there's Patreon. A, there's a button on there if you if you want to be you know charitable right now. Yeah, you can literally just click, yeah. So click you want to support button. this cause if, if it's brought it. you value. Uh, it's free, but if you want if you think it's a value, and because the more we get, the more we can spread this message, and the more we can do with it. Absolutely. So again, Paul, and I also I want people to go to go to my website, TyroneFrench.coach. That's my first name, my last name, dot coach. Uh, there's a coaching platform on there. Uh, there's a financial website uh, as far as you can create your own financial plan in less than five minutes. Wow. We have the resources, Paul. Really? It's all here. You say, I can't do it. 
But here yes. it is. Here it is. Here it is. Handed it to you on a silver platter. So now, what are you going to do? You can you can you can take a water, a horse to water. Can't make him drink. Can't make him drink. No, can't make him drink. Well, today I feel uh, I I feel refreshed as I always do after talking because you give us hope, you give us some path to follow, and and point us in the right direction. And I think it's really you just need a coach to kick in the butt once in a while and say, "Come on, let's go." So there it is. Just again, listen to this podcast. Uh, click on follow if you want to contribute. Click click on that button as far as contributing. But go to TyroneFriends.coach. Uh, check out the website, and we'd love to hear from you. Send your emails in, and uh, we'll we'll just keep putting out quality content uh, that's going to help as many people as we can. Absolutely. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in this week here. And we got some other great ones coming up. You got you want to tease any of these? You got that one guy we couldn't we're supposed to have him on today, but we're going to have him on a future date here. You got some powerful people joining the conversation. <laughs> You know, we're we're great. We're just gaining momentum, and a lot of people are starting to hear about our platform, and they want to be a part of it. So, uh, we're going to be talking about the um, just uh, uh, just a lot of different subjects yeah. that, that are coming up with some major players in their fields. Tune in. A lot Tune more in. coming your way. Thanks. Yes, sir. That's our show for this week. Closing the wealth gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Dot net.